0: Welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts. With your hosts, me, Raylene, and... Me, it's Ariel. Whoa! Plot twist, it's still us. (laughs) I thought you were going to be someone else for a second. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) that was terrifying well um <laughs> before we dive in how are you doing i feel like it's been a while since we've had just a
1: normal old episode with yeah you and me not hauling like 80 books i know right here we are same old same old finally i mm-hmm. honestly i've had a, a really rough week and i'm excited to be sitting down with my pal to talk about oh, books you know a nice yeah, little a reset good yes a good escape. <laughs> from the Mm -hmm. the grind of life (laughs) and and let me tell you it really is a grind
0: (laughs) it sure is it sure is yeah last week was pretty hectic for me too yeah
1: hopefully this week won't be too bad (laughs) how are you feeling uh wisdom tooth wise that's important yeah it's now been just
0: like about a week and a half since i had my wisdom teeth removed Mm -hmm. and I'm feeling better now my mouth still gets sore like if I Mm. talk a lot I guess or if I like eat a lot of food that's not soft Mm -hmm. and so I'm okay right now but who knows my jaw might hurt by
1: the end of this (laughs) I'm sure it will like when do you really talk this much (laughs) not very
0: often yeah not very often let me tell you although one of my um one of my stitches already dissolved so that's fun oh but just one of them Okay. I don't really understand hmm. how that works. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if it was supposed to do that. But <laughs> so far, I I feel like
1: it's okay. That's really but, interesting. Yeah. I haven't had it's stitches in... Honestly, I think the last time I had stitches, I was six. So I don't yeah. remember. The only experience I have with stitches is my dog, Eddie, had to have a little surgery a couple months ago. And he had oh, yeah. um, dissolvable stitches as well. Technology's really come far in the last twenty years. Yeah, yeah,
0: because like I think on the worst thing next to having to have the surgery would be having to get stitches taken out. Like I would really hate that. So I'm glad that's not something I
1: have to worry about. We should have put some form of warning at the beginning of this episode.
0: (laughs) We're talking about gruesome matter. (laughs) Uh
1: okay, we promise not to talk about gruesome matter anymore. Um, yeah, well, was, that, one of the books I read had a little bit of gruesome matter, but maybe... Was... Me too, actually. Oh, maybe mm. that's the I won't go
0: into detail, but mm. it's pretty gross. <laughs> Damn. Mm. Yeah, so, well, that's good. You're, You're hopefully going to start feeling better. I'm hopefully going to start feeling better. But by the end of this hour, hopefully we'll both be feeling awesome. So... <laughs> <laughs> really that's the goal turn our lives so, around yeah
1: we can talk about our so, childhoods if you want
0: yeah yeah i guess we can dive deep
1: just ah right here, thank you Connor, we said
0: no more gruesome
1: matters. So. say hello to everyone can do it
0: hello everyone
1: what kind of tea did you just deliver me orange pico a classic with what kind of milk oat milk of course i <laughs> know thank you
0: Bye-bye. You've got orange pico and I've got orange juice.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say, I don't know, like orange Earl Grey or something. I really didn't expect. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds awful. Actually, over the weekend, um, I was at a friend's birthday party. And so, okay, how do I explain this? This apartment, I'm currently in Halifax in my brother's slash my boyfriend's apartment. They have an apartment together. And one of my brother's friends was um having her birthday and it was happening here in this apartment Ooh. and so i kind of felt like i was semi-responsible for making sure this birthday went well you know because i was like yeah. it's in our apartment so i'm gonna decorate and i'm gonna make sure we have snacks and candy and uh, oh, nice. cake and i ended up partly like just out of desperation I was just sort of like I didn't want to make a cake because I didn't have time and I wanted to like I wanted it to be really good um Mm -hmm. and really honestly the only cakes I've ever made are the like packs that where you just like dump it into a bowl and then put in some eggs some oil and mix I'm like that's the only kind of cake i have made, and I was like yeah that's good but I want to do something great so (laughs) I uh I was looking around at Uh, bakeries and cafes and I put in some phone calls and there was this one place and Raylene, I can't wait for the next time that you visit Halifax, because I'm going to take you to this sh- uh, this cafe. It's called Rabbit Hole Cafe here Ooh. in Halifax. It's a Japanese cafe. They had a bookshelf full of Japanese books, like the books are in actual what? Japanese. I know, and I didn't. That's cool. I didn't have time to look if they had like a translated section. I could imagine that they do. But anyways, it was a really, really cute cafe. And I bought the nicest cake I think I've ever had. It Ooh. was an Earl Grey milk tea cake. What? It was <laughs> so good. It was honestly, I like I can't remember having a better cake in my whole life. So That sounds amazing. Yeah, I thought that you'd like the sound of that. Earl Grey milk tea cake. Wow. Yeah, that's like there's a, a coffee shop just down the street from where I live that has these.
0: Earl Grey Snickerdoodle cookies, Ooh. and they are, like, the most delicious thing I've ever tasted, <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> so the cake that was, cake
0: sounds next level. It was
1: so light and fluffy and almost refreshing, like, it didn't, do you know what I mean? Like, it, a lot of cake, when you're eating it, it's, like, so sugary, it feels and heavy. it's so yeah. heavy and dense, and you're just like, oh my god, I'm like eating my way through cement maybe i'm eating the wrong kinds of cake but <laughs> that was just so, so light and airy and fluffy and it felt almost honestly like a wedding cake i was like i would have Ooh. this as my wedding cake it was that okay. good okay yeah that's very cool anyway there you very go cool. that's my note. anyway that's my I love tea that fact <laughs>
0: tea fact tea anecdote story well before we dive in we actually have a couple of like minor housekeeping announcements um so somebody suggested to us recently i can't remember if it was on discord or patreon or what but somebody suggested that we make like a kind of a master list of like the books that we talk about the most or recommend the most to kind of be like a must reads books unbound edition and so uh we created that list and it's now on our website it was so if fun you go to our website, the books, list together. Yeah.
1: It was really fun. It was fun because
0: it was fun to go back and be like, okay, which books have we like really pushed hard on the podcast? And yeah. there were some surprising ones that we like <laughs> maybe didn't necessarily think of right away. And it was like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Let's throw it on the list. So I think it's 25 books that yeah. we've compiled. And we may update that as time goes on. This is just kind of like our current list. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is on our website, booksunboundpodcast.com. There's a little button that says stuff. If you hit that, then... Um, you can just kind of scroll down and you'll see the list there. There's a link to it. So, that is one thing.
1: I'll also put it in our show notes. Um, yeah. Because, like, a good idea. every episode I have, like, our set links that are always in the show notes for kind of he- <laughs> handy links, you know, the things that people are going to probably want the most. I'm going to add that to it. So, it's like our favorite books, basically, um, and have okay. that list there. And, like you said, like, I think the person that suggested it was sort of like it should be a challenge like try and read books like yeah. Bounce's <laughs> 25 top books or whatever um and so if you wanted to see what our favorite books are and try and read some of them it's i'm glad that we put that together
0: yeah it's just like a nice little master list if you want to read like us these this is the best list that you could possibly (laughs) use to do that um another thing is that for our patrons we have another movie club coming up oh nice so we just wanted to give that a shout out in case there's anybody out there who doesn't know about our movie club yet that we've got going on this year every two months we all gather together for a live show to watch a book to movie adaptation so the next one we're doing is the perks of being a wallflower it's on saturday june 18th at 12 p.m pst so if you want to join us you need to be a patron to do that but you can also join us just for this one month that's what i was going to say yes if you wanted to
1: just join and then quit the same day you could (laughs) (laughs) yeah you could just join watch a movie with us and then leave forever (laughs) and that's totally fine (laughs) and
0: the last piece of kind of news that we have is that we've got another book club poll coming out so as of the time this episode goes live the poll will be up for anybody who wants to vote it's not just for patrons but it is over on our patreon so we'll have a link to that in the show notes as well Um, and you can just go over there and vote for however many books you want the way we have it set up is you can vote on whichever books you want not just one and um, the theme that we've decided to do this time is bestsellers which we thought was kind of funny. This is we hilarious. We read like weird books, I think. We we, we choose like kind of off the wall, random obscure books sometimes. A little bit. And we know that that's not necessarily the most accessible. So we've picked some pretty hilarious books.
1: Um, it's so funny how we days. find this funny. I don't know. It's not comedy as in like, we don't think these books are stupid. We just mean that it's funny that we're going to be doing these books for a book club because they are just the most popular books. They're almost like... Yeah, like
0: everybody's already done this for a book club. Exactly. That's why it's
1: it's funny (laughs) because we're like 18 years late to this party.
0: Yeah, exactly. We picked so many strange books before. Now we're like, you know what? I actually think we should read A Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson, which is the first book on our list. Nice, very good. (laughs) Which yeah, like I'm I'm genuinely so excited to read any of these books. But some of them are books I might have never thought to read as well, which is kind of fun. So yeah, we've got A Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson, Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Nice, very exciting. Yeah. The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern, which is big reread. I really, really want to reread that. So I hope it wins. <laughs> I'm certainly going to vote for that. And then we've got My Brilliant Friend by Elena Ferrante. Cool. Crazy Rich Asians by Kevin Kwan, yes. which is like one of the hugest books of a few years ago which is quite fun and then we've got memorial by brian washington Mm. which i just bought so i'm also really hoping to read that and the final book is in the dream house by carmen maria machado which i am dying to read i don't know i don't own it but that's a book that i like want the most right now it's kind of at the top of my list so I would happily read any of these books so yeah that poll is over on our Patreon if you want to go vote it'll be open for a week and then it'll be mm. closed after a week so that will determine our winner we'll announce it later on the podcast we'll announce all of the mm-hmm. details of the book club later it's all kind of like for the future we're just we're just prepping for the summertime so that is what's up next so yeah that's all of our little housekeeping so Nailed now it. we can jump into talking about books this so, is so exciting. So you kind of tease that you have read some things or singular things. I don't know. <laughs> um, so let's start with that. What have you read? Let's talk about what we've read in the past week or two or however. We haven't really talked about Books reading that read in, a in a
1: while, while. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I haven't got. I haven't really done as much reading as I would have liked to. Well, okay. Here's what it is. I haven't finished as much as I would have liked to. Like I've read some okay. stuff and I've pushed ahead, but I haven't really finished. So I did talk about this on the last episode, but because we're basically at the end of Mashed Potato May, um, oh, that's true. I wanted to kind of go through that. First, So I did talk about how I finished the Alpine Path. um, Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to mention it again because now it's been a couple weeks since I read it. And it's settled in really nicely into my brain. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, sometimes you finish a book and like you talk about it the next day or even just like two days later. And you're still like, you haven't really had time to process it. So... I have now had time to yeah. process it, and I really, really liked it. Like I really, really liked it, and I kind oh, of cool. think about it a little bit. And I just think one of the really cool things is that um, Lucy Maud Montgomery, who it was, it's um, it's a nonfiction book by her, all kind of an autobiography, sort of like just her reflecting on her career. So one of the really cool things is that she spent time really living in Halifax oh and in that book she kind of discusses halifax a bit and she's just like i worked at this newspaper and i would go to here and she she told a little anecdote about how she (laughs) she like was doing this project at the newspaper going around to local businesses to write up little like commercials for them for the newspaper at christmas time and oh. so she spent a few weeks just going to all of these different businesses and being like, "What exactly is it that you do? Like, would you be happy with this as the ad read, etc.? Right?" Mm-hmm. And she said she went to the the up and coming hat makers in hmm. in Nova in Halifax, which I just think is so incredible because I'm like, hats don't even matter anymore, you know? But yeah, at the up and coming hat makers, yeah, oh, at so the funny. time, a like a hundred years ago, a milliner would have been such a big deal. Um, and they said they joked with her they were like if you give us a good review we'll send you a hat and she was like <laughs> you know i can't be bought but whatever um <laughs> yeah. but she did end up really liking the shop and she wrote like a happy little ad for it and they ended up sending her a hat like a really beautiful hat and i was just like <laughs> it's adorable this is so co- interesting and cool and so i've been in halifax for the last few days And I'm just walking around like thinking about Lucy Mon Montgomery walking around, you know? Yeah. And it's just been really cool. So I'm really glad that I finally read that as a mashed potato book. Um, Also, the other reason, the main reason I wanted to bring it up really is because I mainly read it while I was abroad. And Mm -hmm. I read it in really short bits. Like I would read two pages here, two pages there, four pages over here. And I took a bunch of photos in the pretty places where I was reading. Oh, that's cute. And so I wanted to make a little gallery of them on the Instagram. So that will be posted on the Instagram. But I didn't want to post it last week because last week was more about the book haul. So I was like, okay, I'll bring it mm-hmm. up again next week. That way my little gallery can really go up. <laughs> so the other book, I um, I was so frustrated. I was so, I'm so close to finishing it. I'm on page literally 95 out of 130. So I'm... <laughs> so close close. (laughs) um but it's summer blonde by adrian tomine so how do i review this so it's a it's an anthology it's four stories and i've read two and a half okay so i can't fully review the whole collection but i can review the first two stories the first one i really liked i was like this is so interesting it's about a guy who it's sort of like ruby sparks have you seen that movie Ooh, i love ruby sparks it's well it's like the it's like the darkest dumbest version of of ruby (laughs) sparks it's Uh like um so in ruby sparks which is one of my favorite movies as well Um, The main character in that movie, basically when he was 18, he wrote and published a book that's like people are all calling like the new Catcher in the Rye. Like it's supposed to be Mm. like this beautiful, compelling novel, very important new book. But we meet the character 10 years later and he still hasn't written anything. And he's basically got writer's block. And then, you know, I think like literally the first scene where you hear him Um, really talking is at therapy and he's just like trying to get through like why can't I write and etc etc so then that movie goes from that spot to a fun and interesting place Mm because in in the movie if you should all watch this movie watch the trailer at the very at the (laughs) very least but Um, In that movie, he gets this exciting idea for a character, not really a book, but a character, this like interesting, very much a manic pixie dream girl. Mm -hmm. And he starts writing about her and he's feeling kind of shy because he's like, I think I'm falling in love with my own character. Is that weird? And the therapist is like, nah, just write. Just let it out. And then one day he wakes up and she's in his apartment. Like, she's come to life. Um
0: oh, I love And that.
1: it's so fun and whimsical, but it's also really interesting about, like, what is creation. And, like, you know, it's very, very beautiful movie. Okay, so yeah. f- rewind back to the part where somebody's 18, writes a really successful novel, and we meet them 10 years later and they still haven't published anything. Oh. That's exactly where this story starts. But he is kind of a miserable, curmudgeon guy who... Yeah has just, mm, he keeps saying that he's going to write something, but he never does. He actually, the last thing, he, the last big project he did was ghost write a book for someone. And mm. he was able, he found that he was able to ghost write for someone else really easily, but he can't mm-hmm. write his own book. And I think that's really interesting. Yeah, um, that is an interesting plot. But then he gets this letter from a girl, like a a little postcard, like a fan mail kind of thing from, and it only has the first name. And he thinks it's this girl he really liked in high school. And so he goes and tries to find her, but it's kind of creepy. And you're like, this guy's being a creep. Like, don't just go and find some, like, that's weird, right? Um, And so it's like the dark version of Ruby Sparks almost um, gritty, a little perverted, a little messed up. So I actually really enjoyed the story. Like, I thought it was very interesting. It ends kind of depressingly, but, in an interesting, it makes you think kind of a way. The Mm -hmm. second story was, uh, good, but it was a little too perverted, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, oh like things got sexual in a way that i uh didn't like i was like oh no i don't want to read this okay um and i didn't like the ending of it and this is mm. just the classic problem with reading short stories right like yeah you uh, often they end too abruptly they're too short <laughs> yeah um, but now I'm in the middle of this third story. I think it might be my favorite one, but I can't say that because these stories take turns you never expect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Could I-
0: be fun and then it could suddenly be very sexual. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so I've got to see how it ends before I make up my mind of if I like it or not. But um, it's about this girl who... Okay, okay. I was thinking about it, and I really wanted to bring this up with you, Raylene. I feel like Adrian Tomine is a lot like Otessa Moshfeg.
0: (gasps) Okay, that's very intriguing.
1: sinister, a little perverted, a little spooky, a little grotesque, right? Okay. And like things always get a little sexual and you're like, did they have to? No, but they (laughs) took it there and I have to keep reading. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I'm
0: trapped already. I'm trapped,
1: yeah. A little darker, uh, very adult, like very mature- 18 plus kind of stuff okay um i mean that's up my alley for sure i know and so i i really do enjoy them but i do want to put that warning on there because i do think and i think it's inaccurate but i do think that a lot of people associate graphic novels with like children and teen fiction yeah like yeah, a lot yeah, of people are out. like oh it's drawings it's like a picture book but obviously they're that's not true like I mean, there's thousands. There's literally like thousands there's saga. of years. If um, anybody
0: who's read Saga will know, that's very much not for kids. Well, but go. it's colorful and beautiful. But that's so the, that's you can the easily thing. Trap yeah. people.
1: That's, that's <laughs> the exact thing. Like, there's been hundreds, if not thousands, of years of history of like adults drawing pictures for adults. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm yeah. thinking of like political satire. Uh, like the drawings mm-hmm. from the from old times that it's like Napoleon doing something inappropriate. Um, something stupid. But like, yeah, so obviously that's not, graphic novels aren't for kids, but I get why people could not, could just flip through it and be like, yeah, it's pictures. So this, big warning, very, very sexual in nature and a little bit perverted. Um, but in this third story, so it's this woman who works at a call center basically and she ends up getting fired and she's very listless um, and what happens? Oh, it's so creepy, really. So she lives in an apartment building, and from her window, her bedroom window, she can see like payphones right on the mm. on the sidewalk. So she starts calling the payphone yeah. when someone walks by, and they will answer it and be like, "Hello," <laughs> and then she'll start insulting them, and then they're like, "What the hell?" and they hang up obviously. And then she starts laughing in her room, and you're like, "Oh my God, this person's gone Whoa. dark." You know, like they, <laughs> it's very spooky, but it's yeah, it interesting. Like it's scary, mm-hmm. but it's interesting. Um, it's so like, why is this happening? I know I'm enjoying it. I haven't finished. I do think I'll finish it today. And today, when we're recording, is May 30th. So, my, mashed potato may doesn't end until tomorrow. So I, I do think yeah, I'll like finish you still got time in the month, but I don't know if I'll finish. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't finish it for today. I'm also in the middle of reading my thing that is my secret punishment for Raylene. Um, God, I've been wanting to hear about this for... <laughs> I feel like it's been months now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we should have all expected it would take me ages, but I am yeah. hoping that I have a good update about that next week. We will see.
0: <sighs> I'm so excited.
1: <laughs> like, I think I know what it is because I saw something recently, but I
0: don't want to say it for sure in case I'm wrong and get people all hyped up about mm-hmm. it. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens next week, I guess, hopefully. Yes. So was that all we'll your updates for Mashed Potato May? Like you finished one book yeah. and almost finished the second one? And then didn't read the yes. third one at all?
1: Okay. Yes, that's exactly well, it. Well, Nailed it.
0: you know what? <laughs> you did better than me. No! <laughs> In terms of following the TBR, listen, I went off the rails and I'll explain why. So as we talked about um, when we did our kind of mini update, I did read The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and really enjoyed it. Yes. And I was kind of waffling between, should I stick to my TBR or should I just like continue on with the trilogy? And you said, continue on with the trilogy. And I was like, you know what? Okay, that's what I'm going to do. But then I started reading the second book and I just didn't care. Like I was just not interested anymore. I, I feel like reading the first book might have been enough for me okay. I think that I really like that was the mashed potato really was the first book yeah. like I just wanted to read it and now since I like I tried reading the second one and I was just so bored I didn't Damn. care about like I didn't care about the characters enough to keep reading about them right I feel like they worked really well as a standalone and I'm okay with just leaving it at that interesting okay yeah I think it's that's kind of where I'm at right now anyway I'm like I'm not really interested in reading the, the rest so so then I was like well what do I do <laughs> and um i decided like i had been reading i guess a few maybe kind of dark books including that one yeah and so i was like you know what i just want to read something that is kind of a mashed potato book and is going to be like happy and easy to read so i decided to read Talking as Fast as I Can by
1: Lauren Graham. (laughs) That's literally exact opposite of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because, well, the thing about this book is my mom and I did a huge marathon over the course of, like, almost a year where we would watch four episodes of Gilmore Girls every single day. We had never seen it before, but then we watched the entire show like this. And we finished it a few months ago, Mm. and we both intended to read this book as soon as we finished. My mom did, but somehow I didn't. And so it became, like, a... A mashed potato so fast because i was supposed to read it at a specific time and then i just didn't for some reason okay so i it felt good to finally read it and it was obviously a very quick read it was fun she kind of has like a chaotic writing style like she just oh, she sure. always sounds like she's like wow like yeah <laughs> and so it was like fun maybe not my favorite book just because like the writing style was a little off the wall for me yeah. but I really enjoyed kind of getting to see a little bit more behind the scenes into Gilmore Girls. Like there's this whole kind of long section where she's going through like her kind of journals from when they were filming the reboot or the whatever, like the the new show. And so that was really interesting to see kind of like the day by day and like the moments that happened and then them all having to say goodbye at the end and all this kind of stuff. So it was really nice as a person who is now a big fan of the show to read. So I really, really enjoyed that. And then I read... Okay, I'm gonna kind of go out of order because this is another one that could have become a mashed potato book oh, okay, that okay. I decided to read. I read Night Bitch
1: by hey! Rachel Yoder. <laughs> I feel like you cut you nipped that one in the bud. That's not you know that I, I yeah agree. Like, like it, it could, could have I could one. have easily put it off
0: for a really long time yeah. though. Like this was going to be a mashed potato book because ever since we discovered it i kind of was just like you know what i think i need to buy that and then i bought it and then i was like i'll read that one day Mm. and um this was my wisdom tooth removal (laughs) book basically like i i read talking as fast as i can a little bit like i was already reading it when i got the surgery so i finished it and then i was like okay i'm just gonna be lying around for days on end what would be the perfect book to read and i gave kyle like i showed kyle a pile of like six books that i was really in the mood for and he picked this one (laughs) so i read it that was that's my grotesque um content book that i was uh, teasing about earlier so it was like obviously i knew this book was going to be strange it's yes. basically for those who don't know it's about a woman who has a two-year-old son and she's a stay-at-home mom her husband is basically away during throughout the entire week he only comes home on weekends okay so she is like alone with her kid most of the time and she's kind of like is this what i really wanted like is this the life that i wanted to have do i feel fulfilled like she has all of these kind of questions and then at the beginning of the book suddenly she starts noticing that she's getting like canine tendencies kind oh, of like God. there's this, like big patch of hair on the back no! of her neck ah! and like her teeth she's like my teeth are really sharp aren't they and her husband doesn't see it but she does so there's kind of like while you're reading the book you're like is this really happening or is it all in her head or like you know what exactly is going on and I don't want to say that you really get an answer but it is like interesting to think about while you're reading the book and she just like does some crazy things so it's it, it's a very like entertaining book if you can kind of stomach some of the wow some of the gross stuff that happens in it so like once again i wouldn't say i loved it but i'm really glad i read it and i would recommend it to people who like otessa Moshfag and things okay. like that because it has that weirdness kind of aspect to it but it also like Has a deeper meaning. It's not just weird for weird's sake, Mm -hmm. which I think is what makes me think like "Mm, this is a
1: good book. That's so exciting that you read that and that you did like it, even if it wasn't your favorite. The fact that you thought it was cool is exactly. It's one of those
0: like solid three star books that I would still recommend to people. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing, but sometimes it's it's like I did not love it, but I definitely think about it a lot. Like I I will remember this book.
1: Is it like? (laughs) is it at all i guess maybe i'm just basing it off of the synopsis which is why i wanted to like ask like is it at all like the vegetarian because the vegetarian oh i was is thinking like about that book the whole time right yeah
0: i feel like it They're. i feel like they're like yin and yang like oh, sisters yeah. who are opposites like yeah. they're related but they are very different like because they are so basically the opposite of each other yeah the vegetarian is about a woman who so, decides to stop eating meat suddenly, suddenly and like, has this aversion to it yeah yeah, whereas in this book, this woman starts, like, becoming a dog and starts craving raw meat and <laughs> starts maybe feeding it to her son and doing weird stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so I would definitely pair them together in a really weird way. I feel like they're they're buddies. That's
1: so interesting. <laughs> That's really, really yeah. cool, actually. It's cool that you've read both of them so you're able to compare. Yeah,
0: them. I know. I I kind of want to reread The Vegetarian now to, like, compare and contrast. Yeah,
1: (laughs) But The Vegetarian,
0: I felt the exact same way about it as I did with this one, where it was like, I liked it, but I don't know. There's something off about it that makes it so I can't love it. But I still, like, think about it a lot. And like you've mentioned before, like, that's a book you feel like you could write an essay on. Yes, And I feel like this book has that same kind of vibe where it's Uh. like it has a lot to unpack and, like, I read a few reviews after I finished it where people did essentially like write essays about this book and I was like yeah that's awesome. (laughs) So it's yeah it just makes you think a lot I guess. That's very interesting. But I did read one other book as well. Amazing. So those were just kind of like my mashed potato replacement books that I read instead. So I I still feel good about that. I wish I had followed my tbr to some degree but it's okay it's okay it's that okay. i didn't It's okay. um but yes i got the audiobook for this book so that's kind of why i read it like in between all my other readings i read maybe in another life by taylor jenkins reed oh and okay. i've been on a quest over the past few years to read all of her backlist books and i'm almost done i think i have one or two left now but this one was so much fun so this one is about a woman who at the beginning of the book she essentially like goes out with some friends and then she makes a decision to either kind of like hang out with someone longer in the night or to say goodbye and go about her night. And then, so basically the book follows the two different paths that her life takes she makes one decision and then her life goes on this path or she makes a different decision Mm. and her life goes on this path and so something like extreme happens that changes the course of her life forever in both in both situations and and then it just kind of follows it and it's so interesting because you see parallels in one timeline where it's like you know something that the characters don't necessarily know in that timeline because you learned it from the other timeline and so it was kind of like really complicated but like easy to understand at the same time and even listening to it on an audiobook it could have been really confusing because you don't know when you're switching back and forth but it Mm -hmm. just kind of made sense so i really really enjoyed it and i highly recommend that people who enjoy taylor jenkins reed's current books go back and read her old books because just because they're like kind of marketed as chick lit or like contemporary romance i feel like people are kind of turned away from them a little bit but they have the same kind of heart that her new books do where it's like really complicated characters and often kind of complicated situations that she puts them in like um i read one true loves last year the year before i've talked Mm. about that one quite a bit as well where it's about a woman who's um, like life partner, like she's been with him since high school, goes on a trip and his plane goes missing, and then mm. she meets someone else, and then it's kind of her going back and forth between these two people, like, do I give up on my previous guy and then he shows up again, and it's like so stressful. so they're kind of like they're not just light fluffy reads, like they're romance, but they have like kind of darkness to them, mm. a lot of them, which i really I really enjoy. I think that's both, really so.
1: cool act. I think it's, yeah, I don't know, obviously. I don't want any type of elitism in reading. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. you know, I read what you want to read. There's no such thing as a better reader and a worse reader. But, you know, having acknowledged that, I think it's cool that you were becoming sort of like um, Taylor Jenkins read hipster, where everyone's like, (laughs) you know, the two main ones are the... Well, they're not even the newest ones anymore, right? Because she has the Malibu one out. But like the it's true. the Evelyn Hugo and the Daisy Jones, like those are the two big ones. And you can be mm-hmm. like, yeah, but have you read her backlist? Because I have. Yeah. But I think have you funny. read Maybe in Another Life? <laughs> like, hello. <laughs> I think that's funny.
0: I like Which that. honestly, I've been thinking about once I finish the last couple that I need to finish, I, I kind of want to like tier rank them. Like, I don't know if I'll make a video or something, but because let me just say Daisy Jones is near or at the bottom of my list. I feel like a lot of her other books are way better. You see?
1: I find that really interesting. Hot take! (laughs) Um, Hot take! I thought it would be cool... So wait, sorry. Was that the last book that you wanted to mention? Yeah. Okay, well, I thought it would be cool just really quickly to... Scroll through some of the uh, photos that people shared on Instagram with the hashtag mashed potato May. Oh, hashtag! Yeah, I had thought about this um, a couple days ago because I was like, we told people to go and share, and they did. So, oh my! God. Um, there's this really great photo of Jurassic Park shared by nice. Literal Mint. Um, and they said, I finished Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton. Reading this book was part of my participation in Mashed Potato May by Books Unbound. So, Love it. you know, she gave a really good review. So if people want to check that out, you should. Um, but the final line, I really enjoyed. It says, in the end, this was the good action pack dino slasher I was looking for. <laughs> and honestly that makes me want to read jurassic park i it is such an iconic movie that i kind of forget it's a book
0: i know right it kind of transcended its
1: book yes it totally did so i think that that's really uh cool that she read and liked it um okay so here's another one from words are my thing 95 they read Mm. cloud Atlas, which is cool, Hallie, Red Cloud Atlas, um, and said, it's been a mashed potato book for me for some time, even if I didn't realize it. It's often used to describe the style of books I love, narratives that don't quite fit together but yet do. So I decided to give it a whirl. Though the first 70 pages were a bit of an uphill battle, once we meet the third narrator, I really felt like the book picked up and I didn't want to settle it down or set it down often from there so it sounds like that that's one awesome. worked out which is cool yeah I say
0: that's one of those books that i've always been curious about yeah. but it would, like it's intimidating Same. because you know it's super complicated it's not short like it's got some wild kind of crazy happening yeah so i can that like i feel like that's the perfect book to read for a mashed potato way because it's like yeah that's a book that you could easily keep putting off yeah. for many more years
1: um, Allison M. Burzens said that feeling when you tick off two reading challenges with one book. Ooh. So they read *On the Come Up* by Angie Thomas, and it was their pick for the Buzz Wordathon May prompt directions, which is also a backlist book I keep putting off for mashed potato May. So very clever, two birds, very one nice. stone. Um, but yeah, let me let me click one more here. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bonded by reading, uh, read a little life and gave it <gasps> one out of five stars. Ooh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> they wrote that. Th- oh my God! They DNF'd at six hundred pages. That's oh. so scary to get that far and yeah. want to DNF it. Um, but they wrote... I mean, I can
0: understand though being like, I am so done with this, yeah. especially because later on in the book, some really horrifying things happen. So there are certain things well, that, that I could imagine being sense. like, that's the end. They wrote, <laughs> yeah. I
1: consider that it was exploitative and pure misery slash trauma porn, which is a thing I've
0: mm-hmm. heard a lot of people say about oh, yeah. it. So. And like, I'm not denying that it is that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: that's really interesting so overall really fun to scroll through the books that you guys shared with us and we do look at these so thank you very much also i saw at least one or two um people from mashed potato may using our bookmarks which is pretty nice so big fan of that um very cool yeah so there you go i thought that would be nice to share what everyone else was reading
0: absolutely yeah so all in all it was a success even if um, it was a happy little project us, like fulfilled our original tbrs to their fullest that's okay
1: we didn't we work hard we didn't fail did what we could we didn't do no. zero to three i think we both did pretty good
0: <laughs> as i expected though i didn't think i was going to follow my tbr because every time i make a tbr it falls apart but that's funny it was worth a try you you stuck to yours a lot better than i did which i applaud you for Thanks, that man. thank <laughs> you <laughs> So, are you currently reading anything right now other than your Adrian Tomine book?
1: So, I'm in the middle of that one, and I'm in the middle of my secret book um, that I don't uh, want to talk about until next week because I want to. Okay, that's fair. I don't know. I want. I feel in my head it's a thing I talk about next week. <laughs> it's okay. Not, it's okay.
0: For this week. Well, I can. I can. I can jump back over to me then. I'm only nice. reading one thing at the moment because okay. over the past month or so, I've been constantly reading three books, and it has made my brain hurt a little bit because i don't like doing that i prefer to have one book at a time um maybe two if i'm listening to an audiobook so but anyway so right now i'm actually reading another mashed potato book oh my god what is it and um it's the final book on my six books that i promised myself i would read this year list (gasps) so i'll go back through that once i explain what this book is but so i'm now reading born a crime by trevor noah which i have been wanting to read I didn't realize it came out in um 2016 like it's been that long and I'm like how have I still not read this yet um so I am only on page 54 so I'm still early on in the book but I'm really enjoying it like I'm just really enjoying memoirs and I especially have been enjoying reading about people who have completely different life experiences than me that's something that I want to try and expand on when I'm reading memoirs um and so far so far so good like I said, I haven't read too much yet, but that, like I said, is the final book on my list of books that I wanted to read this year. One of the other oh books god. was The Girl with the Dragon tattoo. Oh my god. So I also just read that. It's funny. This is the I've had the picture of the books as a background on my phone okay. since the beginning of the year. Oh wait, so that's show, how me I always show me again. Show me
1: again. That was too too quick. <laughs> oh wow yeah yeah that's cool Actually, yeah i took yeah. it was a reminder. picture i
0: took for the instagram um oh, for the episode yeah. that we recorded and then i just put it on my background on my phone so that i always remembered having a visual yeah having a visual aid honestly helped me so much otherwise i would easily just kind of forget to read them forget that goal. but the other books wow, yeah tip. the other books are yeah strange weather in tokyo by Hiromi kawakami which was one of the first books i read this betrayal. year and there betrayal. was also mm-hmm. the vanishing mm-hmm. half by brit bennett cool um, yes. which luckily you'd already read otherwise that probably would have been a betrayal as well <laughs> although here's another betrayal the flat share yep. by beth o'leary betrayal. <laughs> betrayal those are the two books on, funnily enough though i read those months ago i kind of forgot about that betrayal i forgot why you were punishing me honestly oh there it is right there. and then the final book is catch and kill by ronan farrow which i read last month or the month before or whatever so after I finish uh, Born a Crime that's my six books for the year done that's like before we're really even cool. halfway through the year I think
1: that's really really cool and it kind of reminds me remember last year when you like really slammed through a bunch of your mashed potato books in a row mm-hmm. it was it's like yeah. that like you got the early momentum and that's good
0: it feels really good and now I'm like should I create another list and then put it on my phone again because <laughs>
1: it is really it's really
0: working for yeah, me yeah part two <laughs> but yeah so i'm interested to see how your no more bs tbr goes because i feel like this was my no more bs yeah. tbr and i'm i'm killing it and now yeah it, it feels really good let me just tell you it feels really good ha!
1: so my <laughs> uh my list one of the books on the list was the alpine path so oh yeah i am excited You're getting it going i have at least read one out of the seven so that seems yeah. good um, yeah that's something I'm, i don't even i have them written down somewhere and i forget where that list is at this exact moment but um, i know
0: you've got death in her hands by otessa moshvig on there as yep well, and
1: i know which we may have
0: to buddy read because i don't want to um be accused of betrayal anymore and i think otessa <laughs> is Every Otessa is on the list now. <laughs> I mean, one of our
1: goals also was to buddy read books this year. We wanted to That's do That's true. We kind of six, fell off of that. For we wanted a to while. do six buddy reads. I mean, partly it was my fault. Remember because we were buddy reading um we were buddy read maybe I yeah, maybe I kind of disappointed you twice. Well, to be fair, we both <laughs> we both disappointed ourselves on Pachinko. We both sort of like let that fly we go. We both
0: just kind of forgot to read it. Um, I know. But no, the other Otessa
1: it. Moshfeg, the uh Home homesick that one we were buddy reading that and then i fell off yeah. of it so did you ever finish that no no sir no ma'am oh damn <laughs> not yet <laughs> <laughs> it's okay he'll get there one day um okay what was i about to mention yeah i forget what i was about to i mention. don't know what were you talking about what book did you mention <laughs> what's happening I... where am i
0: I was talking about my like my TBR my
1: no. Oh BS right, TBR that's what that yes 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 sorry yeah. No, yeah. you're doing a really good job. I'm gl- I'm proud of you for getting those missions done early in the year because obviously mm-hmm. the second the second it's July we're now at the second half of the year and you're and it's yeah. starting to feel more pressureful. You're starting to be like okay wait now I'm running out of time. I have less track ahead of me. Than yeah I had yeah exactly. Me.
0: Whereas I'll enter July feeling like. I could do whatever I want. I could slack off for the rest of the year. I've accomplished my yeah. goals. Yeah, at least I think I have. I have to go back and re-listen to that episode and like, what were my goals other than mm. reading these six books? I don't remember what my goals are. Read <laughs> more fantasy. I definitely haven't done that. No, definitely haven't done that. I
1: was looking at my list um, actually just yesterday. And I have that in front of me. So my first goal was to catalog my entire library, which I haven't done yet because I don't want to do that until I build my new bookshelves and then I can sort through everything out all at once. But I I know that will be a summer project. Um, goal number two, and I haven't, this is bad. I haven't been tracking this. So Hmm. that's really bad. Number two was to read only 40% American authors oh yeah so I, I think i've been doing well I really that. need to track that because if i don't track it i you know i'll get You'll halfway through the year and i will have only read american authors and it'll be almost too late to recover um yeah number three was to read my no more bs tbr and i've read one out of seven so we'll see how that goes <laughs> number four is to read three biographies which Mm-hmm. I, can, I don't think I can count the Alpine Path as one, actually. So I have No, because
0: biographies are like when someone's writing about a person, right? About Rather a person. Than yeah, I agree. About I wrote all, biographies, their own self. <laughs> I,
1: exactly. I didn't write autobiography. Um, yeah. And the number five goal is to do six buddy reads with you. So honestly, I think what we should do is we should start doing like more of our little graphic novel calls. And like that's true we just we just hang out for a couple novels.
0: hours and just read graphic novels at the same time that's nice I love that. that's a nice time that is nice <laughs> yeah let's get back into that that was nice that was a good time.
1: <laughs> do you do you happen to have your goals in front of you i don't know if you were able to find um, them while i was
0: talking no i don't know okay. where i don't know where i put them but i think i had some similar goals to you in terms of like reading a certain, I didn't, I don't think I gave a specific number, but I think I wanted to read less than 50% of my overall reading as American authors. And right now America is at 45.8%. So I am accomplishing that goal so far. I've been reading the larger pie chart, uh, pie pieces are Canada and Japan and England. Those are kind of the ones that are winning because I've been, I've been leaning into that a lot. So So far, that's working out. Um, But no, I I know I wanted to read more short story collections, coming of age novels and fantasy. I remember those were my mashed potato genres is what I called them. Did you
1: have like, I felt like you (laughs) had, I felt like you had a goal that was like, read more of the books you own? Or was that last year?
0: No, that was definitely one I have. Hold on, I'm just looking through my my pie charts because I definitely have... Uh, a column for that where it's like, is this a is this a book that you own? It's pro- all the way at the bottom. Yeah, that was one of my goals, and I'm honestly doing great at that so okay, far. Sick. I've read ninety five point eight percent books that I own. Whoa,
1: yeah, um, that's so interesting.
0: So there's only been a couple that I don't own, and they're just like mm. random audiobooks that I just happen to come across. I'm like, mm, yeah, I'll listen to that. <sighs> but i that's only been like maybe two or three books. So all in all, pretty good and yeah i've been doing okay at reading my mashed potato genres but not really or a bucket list genres is what i called it on here i've only done 25 percent of books that are in those genres maybe you should and make i know list, none of them have been fantasy maybe so.
1: you should make lists of books within those genres like maybe you should pick like four fantasy books four <gasps> uh i forgot idea. the other genres but four of the other two genres and then mm-hmm. have that as your new picture and try and make your way through those that's a
0: good idea that's a good idea. Yeah, cause I just need to like have a reminder mm-hmm. to like try towards something. Yes. Otherwise, I forget to do it. And I don't often just go stand at my at my shelf and like stare at my fantasy books. So <laughs> I don't. I forget about the cool books that I have there. But I do, and I have a whole shelf of um, short story collections that I'm really excited to read and all that jazz. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Maybe I'll pick two from each genre, so it's six books again
1: that'll be yeah that's kind of cool actually having the six again i like that
0: yeah i like six because it's manageable
1: (laughs) yeah that's not that's not too scary okay
0: so that was wow we have gotten so good at just talking about random stuff (sighs) for a really long time hey people love it when we do long episodes so like you're welcome everybody (laughs) um we're finally at the uh i guess you would normally call this the halfway point in the episode where we do book news (laughs) so yeah i'm really curious it's been i feel like uh ages and ages since we got book news it has been what do you what do you got for us
1: you know what it has been and i there's probably 80 million things i could talk about and i just have two i don't know Well, that's good i was just like i'm just gonna keep it tight and we'll just go we'll go from here you know um yeah. so the first piece of news was that the winner of the international man booker prize sorry now it's not man booker oh, yeah. the international booker prize was chosen a couple Ooh. weeks ago uh wait is it a couple weeks ago or is it just a couple days ago i've lost all sense of time anyway this i article don't know actually <laughs> only came out four hours ago what i don't yeah. know what's going on anymore <laughs> um so the winner was tomb of sand so, oh, is that that huge one? Uh, it was pretty big. It was pretty yeah. big. Um so the author is Gunjali Shree and the translator was Daisy Rockwell. Um I'm just looking through the details on this CBC article and it says, you know, they won $80,000. So that's Whoa. cool. <laughs> I don't Very I don't pretty. know how that gets distributed. I don't know if they both get half and half or something the international booker prize worth fifty thousand pounds is awarded annually that's really cool uh, oh yeah it says wow. the prize money will be split between the author and the translator that's pretty cool that's, awesome. that's very yeah. cool actually um yeah. they both
0: wrote the book technically
1: yeah that's true so the interesting yeah. thing is that this is the first indian writer to win the international booker prize so that's yeah that is very cool um and so i'm a little sad that it was such a huge book that won because it wasn't one of the ones that i was super excited about and it being that Mm -hmm. huge i'm like yeah i'm scared probably not probably not. (laughs) but it is cool and you know obviously it won for good reason so that's interesting Mm -hmm. the other piece of news is more exciting for you and me personally (laughs) so uh, pan macmillan has an imprint called picador okay oh, yeah. and and picador is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year so to celebrate that they have introduced something called the picador collection and i'm reading right off of their website it says in 2022 picador celebrates its 50th anniversary and the launch of the picador collection a new list of of era defining modern classics with a bold new look. Oh. So, this is cool because, you know, you and me love a good collection. We love a cool, oh, yeah. we love a curated <laughs> list. Um, mm. but the real reason why this is extremely exciting and I need to say right off the, the bat here that this was not I didn't find this. This was sent to me on Instagram um By a person called Jill. Oh, thank you, Jill, because they one of the books in the collection is "So You've Been Publicly Shamed" by John Ronson. Oh my god. So I like the cover of it. I think it's actually a pretty cool cover. The the new cover they've released for it, but I actually love the original cover. So the cover. Me too. I don't think anything in top. No, it's not a huge deal to me that it has a new cover or anything. What is a big deal? What is a huge deal is this line right here. This edition features a new chapter and interview with perhaps the most famous public shaming victim of all, Monica Lewinsky. Oh my god. Wow. Oh my god, it's so bad. So, I bought it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very good.
1: I ordered it online because... Um, like off of Book Depository because I couldn't find how to get it into Canada other than yeah. the Book Depository. Um, But anyways, I, it's on its way. And I will let you know. I don't know if I'll reread the whole book. I'll probably just honestly skip to the new chapter and read that. Um, yeah. But that's really, really exciting for us because as Jill pointed out in the Instagram message that she sent, I think she, she had mentioned like, you and me had met, talked about how it would be so yeah. cool to get uh john ronson yeah an updated version john ronson's views on how like cancel culture um now that's a term like it wasn't even a term when he wrote the book so like Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on this current wave of internet usage and we literally got it really (laughs) we got the thing we wanted super cool (laughs) i think that that is super cool really excited about that um and then, okay, so the other thing I wanted to ask you if I've already talked about the Animal Farm situation. Have I talked about that? I guess I kind of mentioned it with Coralie Bickford-Smith last week on her on the episode with yeah, her. I sort of true. mentioned it, but I wanted to just talk about it a little bit again. So, Animal Farm was going to be made into a movie directed by Andy Circus a couple of years ago. Like it was, it was talked about. It was rumored. Yeah. Um, hello, Simon, and we did not, talk. <laughs> not right now. Um, but it got totally panned not panned, but like shelved that's the word. It just wasn't yeah. gonna happen. I forget why, but you know, delay, delay it didn't happen. Well, yeah. now it's back, and it seems like it's really gonna happen this time. So, I'm reading this article on Deadline uh who wrote this article who wrote this matt grobar so this article is from about a month ago um but it says andy circus is directing an animated adaptation of george orwell's classic novella animal farm for an adventure and his company the imaginarium so that it it's happening guys there's articles in very legitimate places i'm trying to read here if we've got any i don't think there's any information yet about like you know cast or anything like that
0: right oh but i don't Wouldn't care. it be fun if andy circus just played every single character <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> that would be good
0: because like he could he totally could he could and i'd watch it yeah.
1: I wouldn't even need him to be in any sort of CGI. i just watch him <laughs> jump around pretending to do each character.
0: Him, like, dressed as a pig. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I think it's very exciting. So I think that it might... I feel like I saw that he's going to do it with Netflix. Ooh. But, like, he's definitely doing another film with Netflix. So I don't know if he's doing both. Like, Have you noticed that a lot of people are getting Netflix deals? Like, they'll make movies for Netflix? I don't so, know if I've
0: noticed that, but I, I bet you're very right.
1: It's <laughs> definitely happened. So I'm like very yeah. curious to see, like, for example, Bo Burnham did his movie with Netflix. So I'm True. like, he probably yeah. would do another one with Netflix. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh.
1: I mean, this person seems to just be speculating for no reason, but it says Netflix. Okay, so this says Netflix is finally getting the ball rolling with Andy Serkis's Animal Farm. Oh my god, so maybe it is a Netflix thing. And it says, Uh-oh. according to insider Daniel Rickman, the studio is eyeing Christian Bale for a lead role? <laughs> oh whoa, my god. Like, this is something
0: that I, I can't imagine the cast being like bad you know or like not being A-list stars I feel like this is going to be like such a huge thing yeah even if it's just like them voice acting you know like I think it's going to be huge
1: I think it's going to be really huge I think you're right kind of like the jungle book or the lion king where it gets like these giant casts so listen I can really see a lot of ways in where how it goes horribly wrong but I could also (laughs) see a lot of ways where it's actually good like the main thing for me That I'm thinking about is um, the Planet of the Apes. Like Andy Circus starred in that film, and I think he had like producing stuff on there or something as well. Um, And those movies are incredible, and it you don't really think about the fact that the main characters are monkeys. You know what I mean? Like you're just like I'm just watching the Planet of of, the Apes. You can kind of forget about it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So fingers crossed, fingers crossed. But now that's going to be something I update everyone on from time to time because we'll be following that closely. Very nice. (sighs) Okay.
0: Great book news. That was awesome. Um, So now... I
1: guess it's time for
0: recommendations. Hey, let's jump on over to that. All right, so since this episode is getting a little long, we're actually just going to do one recommendation today. So, cool. let's really um, make this awesome. <laughs> so, I really like <laughs> I really like this request that we got from Jeffrey, and he says he wants a book that gives the reader the same kind of feeling as being up all night while the rest of the world sleeps. Not scary, more like playing online games, making art, etc. A real night owl or lo-fi hip-hop girl at night vibes love it and he also says I've he has already read We are okay by Nina Lacour okay so I'm really curious what you picked for this one when, when we picked this I immediately had a book come into my head um, but I am really curious what you picked so let's start with
1: you okay so I have a couple of things that I'm excited Ooh. to talk about actually okay so the first two that came into my mind were the perks of being a wallflower. And I just, that for me, whenever I think, like genuinely, whenever anyone says Perks of Being Wallflower, my mind instantly thinks about Charlie in the tunnel feeling infinite yeah. at night. So for me, yeah, that really is perfect. a very nighttime m- movie, but also book. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. A lo- there's I also think about the moment, like, you know, the especially I guess it's in the movie, um, but there's the flashback scene to when he's standing in the snow. And he's out at nighttime, like, as a kid and stuff. So I'm like, I think I do really relate that movie to nighttime, summertime. Yeah, a lot of key moments happen in the night, in the dark. Exactly. Um, The other one I thought of, and again, it's probably because of the movie uh, adaptation, but is Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist by David Levithan and Rachel Cohen. Um, Am I right about that? Those are the authors, right? Yes, I am right about that. Um, so I actually haven't read this book. Have you read this book? <laughs> I actually
0: can't remember. I read. I know. I know that they've done a few collaborative like teen novels. Yes, from like Dash many and, years ago. Dash and and Lily. I Lily. I read. Yeah, I definitely read Dash and Lily, but now I'm not. I can't remember if I read Nick and Nora. I think I did. Okay, I'm pretty sure I did, but I don't know for sure. I've definitely seen the movie. I definitely so, haven't.
1: But I've read. Um, Dash and Lily's Book of Dares and really liked that when I was a teenager. Again I haven't yeah. read that in ages but when I read it I really liked it and so I'm mm-hmm. sure I would have liked Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist but yeah I really love the movie. I actually really associate this movie with my brother because he loves this movie a lot um, and there's this I think we just watched it a lot when we were teenagers so I really associate mm-hmm. it with CJ but the movie is completely takes place at night, I think. There might be, like, one scene at the beginning that's during the daytime, but, like, it's about a night out, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And it is. It's basically about this little group of friends who are trying to find this band. So, like, I think it's in New York and they know that their favorite band is going to be playing a gig but it's a secret gig and they have to try and find it and so they're just like (laughs) racing around the city trying to find this band and like trying to get clues of where this band is going to play um Mm -hmm. the movie is really good and again another nighttime movie so I feel like those are the two books that came to mind that I kind of, from the past, but really, I've got two more books I've got to mention. Okay. (laughs) I know. Things are really spiraled out of control for me. So Uh there's these two books that in the last couple of weeks, I found out are coming out (gasps) and they sound so good and I was gonna bring these I was gonna mention them like at some point and then when we had this mm-hmm. recommendation I was like this is actually the perfect moment to bring these up oh, sick! so the first one is called we had to remove this post by Hannah Bervowitz Ooh. please look this one up because I need you to see the covers we okay, had to I'll remove this post by Hannah Bervowitz I don't even know how you it's H A N N. do you okay which cover are you looking at because it's got two very interesting
0: Whoa, covers there's one that's got like rainbow trippy
1: yeah. trippy thing so that's the canadian oh one god. but then the it's uk okay. one is the most lo-fi cover is it this pink one yes <laughs> isn't that oh beautiful oh my
0: god you're so right that's exactly the background that would be on like a lo-fi yes playlist.
1: so this has <laughs> literally the most lo-fi cover i've ever seen in my entire life And it sounds so, so good. So listen to some of this description. To be a content moderator is to see humanity at its worst. But Kaylee needs money. That's why she takes a job working for a social media platform whose name she isn't allowed to mention. Her job is to review offensive videos and pictures, rants and conspiracy theories, and decide which needs to be removed. It's grueling work. Kaylee and her colleagues spend all day watching horrors and hate on their screens, evaluating them um, with the platform's ever-changing moderating guidelines, yet Kaylee is good at her job and in her colleagues she finds a group of friends, even a new girlfriend, and for the first time in her life her future seems bright. But soon the job seems to change them all, shifting their worlds in alarming ways. How long before the moderator's own morals bend and flux under the weight of what they see? Doesn't Whoa. that sound so good? Yeah. And it's also translated. heard of this. It's originally uh, really? written in Dutch. Oh, I think cool. it sounds fantastic. I'm like so... <laughs> it sounds like such an aerial book. And yeah. I had heard about it and I was like, wow, this sounds really good. And then, really, yeah, this was... <laughs> this is silly i'm it's just lucky i got an email from the publishing company and they're like hey we're wondering if any of these books are interest you and it, this was on yeah. the list and no, i was no, like no, send it awesome. to me immediately <laughs> so actually though actually though this book came out may 26th it was a, and i think oh. i think i got it on the in the mail from them like may 24th so i didn't even really get it early um yeah. but it's out now so if people are interested oh, in perfect. that, that is available now. The translator is Emma Roult. Ra- okay, the other book, though. Re- oh, God, really? This one, I'm even more excited. Somehow I'm <laughs> like even a more mind. excited about this one. Okay, this, I had no idea was happening until, again, from a different publishing company, I got their kind of monthly email and they were like, hey, these are our new books. Do any of them interest you? Mm. And I saw this cover and I was like, whoa, that looks unbelievable. And then I saw the author and I basically fell out of my chair. This, (laughs) imagine me falling out of my chair. That's such a funny image. Um, It's called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. Have (gasps) you seen this, Raylene? No. Oh my God. Okay. So please look it up because it's so, 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 so exciting. So Gabrielle Zevin is one of my all-time favorite authors. She wrote Memoirs of a Teenage Amnesiac, which when I was a teenager was basically my favorite book. Like I recommended that book so hard to so many people. Um, She also wrote Elsewhere, which was another YA book a lot of people really liked back in the day. Hmm. Then she kind of, you know, was writing some books that I don't think were very popular for a while. And she kind of seemed to take a break. And then she came back with adult fiction and she yeah. wrote um the storied life of A.J. Fickrey and that book did really well like people loved that book like that book I, I felt like that book yeah, got pretty big can. right um and then again that was 2014 and she hadn't really come out with anything that made a, a big splash and now this sounds amazing tomorrow and tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow. I so, just looked it up the cover
0: is so like wild but also very like cool it at is. the same time i know so it's and got
1: the the paint that famous painting of the wave in the background but then I it's got a very ready player one text vibe rainbow vibe and, it yeah, sounds... and it's yeah kind of, it's like about gaming yes so it sounds so so good again i will read the description for everyone on a bitter cold day in the December of his junior year at Harvard, Sam exits a subway car and sees, amidst the hordes of people waiting on the platform, Sadie Green. He calls her name. For a moment, she pretends she hasn't heard him, but then she turns, and a game begins—a legendary collaboration that will launch them to stardom. You know, I love a book where people get famous. These I friends, know, I, was just thinking that. I know these friends, intimate since childhood, borrow money, beg favors, and and before even graduating college they've created their first blockbuster Ichigo that's the name of the game overnight the world is theirs not even 25 years old Sam and Sadie are brilliant successful and rich but these qualities won't protect them from their own creative ambitions or the betrayals of their hearts spanning 30 years from Cambridge Massachusetts to Venice Beach California and lands in between and far beyond blah 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 you know the fancy words uh the fancy words they put at the (laughs) end of synopses it yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds so good. So this book comes wow. out July fifth, twenty twenty two, and it's published by Knopf. And um, I got sent it early, like I mentioned, and oh. I want to drop everything and read it. I'm just like, oh my god, why do I have? You should other things forget to about
0: life. Just read this book. It sounds so cool. I just sounds put a hold amazing. on it at the library, and oh, I love that i uh i'm number nine and they've only ordered five copies so it'll take a little while after okay. it comes up for me to get it but that's probably for the best
1: it sounds so good it sounds right up my alley and at the first reviews i've read of it sound really really good but i also mm-hmm. when they sent it to me like a lot of the time when you receive books for review they will send it with a letter and the letter will usually be from like the publisher or from the editor or but sometimes it's from the author anyway i think it was in that where it gave a quote from from gabrielle Zevin, Zemm- or maybe i saw this on hmm. instagram i don't know anyway i saw a quote from her and she was talking about how she really wrote this book and like one of her main goals for this book was to discuss being mixed race Oh, Um, that's cool. Yeah. And I obviously really am into that topic. So I thought that Mm -hmm. was really cool. But it just it also, even though I can't really tell anything about the book, because it gave me Ready Player One vibes, I kind of also got like nighttime vibes, like video game vibes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Video game vibes for sure. So I don't know if this actually is a lo-fi vibe, but it felt a bit to me like a (laughs) lo-fi vibe as a person who hasn't even read a single page. Oh man, okay. I talked for a long time there. What did you pick? (laughs) That was.
0: I'm glad you had so many though, because um, I just had like one really solid recommendation. Although I thought of another one while you were talking, but I'll start with the one that like just came to me within milliseconds of reading this. I was like, this is the perfect book, After Dark by Haruki Murakami, translated by Jay Rubin. Makes so this is a. Kind of a random Murakami that I don't feel... I feel like I don't hear people talk about this one quite as much, but one of my friends who loves trans- Murakami, like, got me to read it.
1: What? It was translated by someone other than his usual guy? He's got a couple of usual guys. Oh, I, didn't I, know I read know
0: that. Yeah, I read one of his short story collections recently, and all of his stories were translated by either um oh, what's his name philip gabriel, philip gabriel. or j rubin yeah oh
1: yeah. okay yeah cool Interesting. it kind
0: of goes between the two of them huh. interestingly enough i wonder yeah, if so they have after... to like
1: fight in order to, so gets to do it <laughs> they,
0: they like do a rock paper scissors yeah. to see who gets to <laughs> translate each book um but this book i thought was perfect because it's a book that takes place all in the nighttime. It kind of begins, there's this 19 year old girl who is just hanging out at a Denny's, like after midnight kind of thing. She's just alone and she meets this guy there who. Like he's like I feel like I know you from somewhere and then he starts talking like talking to her and he basically like insists that he knew he knows her older sister and she was like Mm. what this is kind of strange and it ends up like sending her on this kind of journey throughout Tokyo meeting all sorts of different people just trying to like figure out what exactly is going on here. But the whole thing, like, after I read it, I was like, I just want to go sit in a Denny's at midnight. And, like, ah! it, to, <laughs> but just, like, all, alone, like, listening to music, like, it kind of all fits the lo-fi vibe. And, um, but yeah, like, the book, like I said, completely takes place in, like, the the night, the the, the night hours, when sort of, like, has a surreal kind of feeling to it. And you're like, most people are asleep right now, and so, like, this strange thing is happening, but only I'm experiencing it. And, like it has like all of that kind of kind mm-hmm. of feeling to it and so I feel like it really fits for this um, recommendation but I thought of another one while you were okay, talking okay. and that was Strange Weather in Tokyo oh um, right by Hiromi right. Kawakami because that one is about a woman who's like in her late 20s early 30s whatever and she is at a sake bar and she just happens to meet her one of her old teachers from when she was in high school and they kind of like just get to talking and they get like they drink together pretty much every time they hang out they meet at this bar and they just drink and their encounters kind of just happen whenever they meet at the bar like they don't necessarily hang out outside of there very often a lot of the book takes place of just them hanging out being like oh look you're here too let's get some food let's have some drinks and so it has a very kind of nighttime feel, sort of like what you're talking about with Perks and yeah. Wallflower, where a lot of the, like, key scenes happen mm-hmm. in the nighttime. Totally. Um, so, yeah. So I thought that one deserved a little shout out as well.
1: Nighttime That's vibes. cool. We thought of quite a few, really. I didn't know if we would yeah. but I think we thought of a lot, actually.
0: I think so, too. Even though this is kind of like a, could have been a really tricky really tricky recommendation but i think i think we nailed it i think it worked (laughs) out pretty well so yeah thank you guys so much for listening this has been another fun episode at least i think so and um we're now off to go record our bonus mini podcast for our patreon which is called the movie tub Mm -hmm. love it Mm -hmm. that's what it's called where we discuss a movie or tv show we've been watching recently and uh we just kind of discuss and recommend things a lot of time too so that'll be pretty fun actually a little teaser um i'm going to be talking about a movie i watched recently that has this late night kind of vibe as well so yeah hot day anybody interested in that we will be over (laughs) on our patreon (laughs) that's so funny yeah thank you guys for listening we'll talk to you next week bye bye